Yeah. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Joy Joachim, and today is December 10th, 2022. This is episode zero of my new podcast series titled We Are Not Running for Office. In this episode, we are discussing the reason for starting the podcast, explaining the name, and discussing some community guidelines. I do have our first guest with me for this episode, Sabine, my childhood best friend. Sabine, Kihik, how are you doing? I am doing really well. Thank you for having me, Joy. How are you doing? I am great. Uh, very excited to be kicking off the podcast. Sabine just recently moved to Florida. How has that been, Sabine? Uh, it's been pretty humid here. Uh, it's, it's taking some time to adjust just to the humidity level that's in here. But you know what? We have a Bucky's that's close. It's nearby. So that is our haven as people who came here from Texas. Yeah, I did not know that Bucky's was outside of Texas. I, you know, feel like this is something Texans really brag about. I think it's it's news. I, I don't think people know that there are Bucky's outside of Texas. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it makes road tripping a lot easier for us Texans out there, you know. <laughs> Because we road tripped our way to Florida from Texas, so uh, there was a Bucky's in Alabama on our way, and here we have two Bucky's in Florida that are actually pretty close to our place. So, yeah, and I have a not so fun fact for Texans about Bucky's. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard, but uh, the biggest Bucky's is actually about to open, and it's not going to be in Texas. It's going to be in Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> So currently, the biggest Bucky's is in uh, New Braunfels in Texas. Uh, and funny story is we heard this. We heard about this from a guy who is from there. And he, like, disappointed would not even begin to describe what the guy was feeling. And honestly, that is very valid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Spencer and Matt, if you're listening, that is the Bucky's that I took you to when we did our little trip from the Valley to Austin. So you, you have been to the biggest Bucky's in Texas. So, Joy, I've known you since I was eight. I've known you for 15 plus years. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about you? Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. I can properly introduce myself. Uh, so I'm Joy. My pronouns are she, her. I grew up in Southeast Texas to Lebanese parents. I feel lucky to have been exposed to Cajun culture growing up. I feel like it's something you have to come from to really understand. <laughs> uh, you know, although it was definitely complicated growing up in the rural South post 9-11, I was fortunate to spend many childhood summers in Lebanon before 2011. Uh, they're definitely my favorite memories of my childhood. I love goats and making soap and cheese. I make soap and cheese from goat's milk uh, whenever I can. And I like backpacking through different parks. Uh, I studied economics and math in undergrad, and I did my master's in sustainable agriculture in the Rio Grande Valley uh, in Texas. That's the southernmost part of Texas. And yeah, that was a really special chapter in my life. Uh, I'm not Hispanic, but I do speak Spanish. And I'm thankful for the communities I've been able to create and join as a result of that. It's been really nice in my life. Uh, I'm very passionate about making farming an accessible occupation for anyone interested and making scientific information accessible to the general public. So uh, that's about it. Uh, I'm a research scientist. I'm trained in farming, soil science, chemistry, and uh, I'm really passionate about intentional and clear speech uh, and, you know, making community with those tools. Did I miss anything? Uh, I'd say only your juicy dating history. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I will, I will leave that off the podcast. <laughs> I think you summarized your 26 years of existence perfectly. Uh, 
So tell us, why are you doing this podcast? What kind of inspired it into existence? Uh, so the podcast is inspired by this sort of oral storytelling and community knowledge sharing that I was lucky to be a part of in my childhood. During the summers in Lebanon, on Sundays, we would go visit my grandmother, uh, my teta, in Sul Gharib. Uh, Sul Gharib is a mountain village about 30 minutes by car from Beirut, you know, on a good day when there's no traffic. Sabine's family also lives there, just down the street from my family's house. So, uh, you know, those days were great. We'd go up with my cousins. I uh, spent pretty much the whole day there. Uh, we'd go to church together in the morning and then eat lunch, play with other kids in the neighborhood, go hiking, uh, buy snacks. And you're just, you know, sort of outside all day. The adults aren't too worried about you. You're just like in the neighborhood. But you leave towards evening. It was really important for everyone to show up in your family and spend the day. If they didn't, then, you know, it was odd or they needed a really good excuse. Oh, yeah, I can definitely attest to that. You would be bullied into showing up. It is not optional. <laughs> like Joy, her sisters and the rest of the gang would just be under my building, just yelling my name to the point that even the neighbors would kind of chime in at some point, you know, until I actually go down there. And then we would go ahead, do our playing, do our hiking, our snacking, everything. Yeah, it was really great. We, we just had this day to chill. Even for the adults, like there's, they don't really have like appointments or tasks. It's like you, you give this day for your family. And, you know, as a kid, it was very comforting and grounding knowing, you know, you're seeing all these different people in your family from different generations and just like eating, hanging out, catching up on your weeks. I think my parents tried to do it as much as possible in the U.S. My dad would come like round us up on Saturday mornings and my parents would both tell us about their lives and ask us to talk to them about ours. But that being said, you know, this this practice of like a day in the week that's totally for your family isn't unique to Lebanon. It happens in most Arabic countries. The point of the podcast, and this is the sad bit, is that it's just not so common anymore. Uh, Lebanon has experienced a lot of diaspora, migration, political corruption, economic crises, and, you know, on top of many other things going on that make it difficult for people to gather these days. And even in the U.S., like even in my Arab American community, it's difficult to carry this tradition here. Uh, different reasons, though. We're just very migratory, even within the U.S. It's a huge country. We move for work. Uh, our, we don't stay in places for very long. And, uh, you know, our life pace can be very overstimulating. You know, at this point, I'm talking about all Americans. It's uncommon to find families that live all together in the same area where it's easy or accessible to convene. So that's the premise for the podcast. You know, we is to be a space where our communities can send suggestions for topics they want to hear about, conversations that we would be having in this community setting, continuing that sort of open source community knowledge. Yeah, no, I totally do agree with you. And, you know, once you leave, it's actually very difficult to come back and you'd be leaving your community behind. Not just that, but even when you do go back, the rest of the community, especially friends, cousins, siblings, just basically people, people who are like our age would be gone because everyone has traveled to different places around the world, just searching for a better life. And it's difficult to meet with everyone who you would actually like to see. So basically the life that you once knew wouldn't even exist anymore, whether you're still in Lebanon or whether you're outside of it. Yeah, completely. Even for us visiting, you know, it was always made very clear that it was very special that we were getting to go and it might be the last time we go for a while. You know, it's, it's such a politically unstable place that it still is, unfortunately. You know, every time you go, you're like, this might be the last time I come here, you know, and hopefully it's not. But I always wanted to record my teta telling me about her life, but she never really felt comfortable when I pulled out my iPod Nano and tried to record her. <laughs> the history of Lebanon, you know, I'm sure it wasn't easy to just uh, or comfortable to spit out these different uh, chapters either. So 
not blaming her at all. But anyway, uh, hopefully the podcast makes it easier for future generations to, you know, listen to what we were thinking at the time. Maybe they won't care and, you know, they don't have to. Who knows what they'll be. But also maybe it'll, you know, they'll be like, wow, what were they thinking? Or, wow, I didn't know that they used to do this. So, and, you know, I know that the content here is going to reach people that are really into it and have all sorts of families, traditional, non-traditional. Yeah, no, I think they would definitely be thinking, what were they thinking, you know, because I feel like that's how we also view like the older generation and traditions and everything as well. Uh, (laughs) But I do think that it's actually really interesting how social media and technology has kind of boomed these last couple of decades, if you will, compared to before. And I mean, of course, overusing it and overdoing it, it, it can have, of course, a downside. But I think that one of the really cool positives that it has given us is the ability to kind of record, be it videos, images, people, thoughts, and kind of just putting it in our back pocket to whenever we just feel like seeing them again. We just feel like, you know, (laughs) retrieving those ideas and these thoughts and these memories again. And that was not present during our parents or grandparents time it wasn't even present like during our own childhood like for me personally I don't have any videos as a kid it's you know because video cameras were actually very hard to access in the early 2000s late 90s so (laughs) there's also that yeah we we truly had like a beautiful unplugged childhood (laughs) we did yeah that's for sure Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, you had sent me the original logo on WhatsApp, and there was talk of goats and tarbush and overpriced falafel and everything. Uh, So tell me, why did you end up choosing this logo, the recent one that you had sent me? Who doesn't love a goat and a tarbush, right? (laughs) Uh, They did not make the final cut, unfortunately. Uh, The logo was done for us by Mari Austin. I was actually telling Mari about the podcast as we were preparing to do this work. And I was explaining this sort of knowledge transfer that happens on these days. You, you hear these stories you wouldn't have known about because you weren't alive when they happened or, you know, they wouldn't have been brought up otherwise. Uh, and Or you hear about different beliefs and they, they're not always good or what we would agree with today. But it's this space for community family knowledge that I think many families have one way or another. And she said, yes, uh, it's called shooting the shit. <laughs> So I think it's something everyone can relate to. But the imagery in the logo is based on a photo I took of Sulagharib this spring. And the Arabic writing reads, Melnes Elanes, which directly translates to by the people for the people, which in this context means that this is a, an open source community for knowledge sharing. Our episode topics all come from our community. People submit things they want to hear about or learn more about. And we either do the research or bring an expert on the show to talk about them. Can you define open source community for us? And when can we expect the episodes to come out? I plan to post them on Sundays. I can't promise the frequency just yet, uh, but they are free to listen wherever you are in the world, whatever time zone you're in, for my friends and family, and hopefully for others as well. And as for open source community, when I say that, I mean uh, similar to open source code, how people write code and make it available for others to use. Uh, this is a community where we make information and knowledge available for others to have. Um, and it's, you know, lessons and things that we have learned, not necessarily in school, but in life and just want to make available uh, for others benefit. I definitely want to say thanks to my mom for coming to a consensus with me on how to translate open source community. I think I shouted open source community at her for several hours while we tried out different Arabic translations. There are a lot more words in Arabic for things than there are in English. (laughs) 
But my mom used to work as a translator at this Lebanese publishing house called Libre de Liban, and I'm sure she's done way more important translations. So <laughs> thanks for your patience, mom. And for those of you who don't know, Joy's mom is actually the perfect combination of Lebanese and Southern hospitality. <laughs> my husband and I actually spent a night at her house a couple of months ago. And honestly, she just treated us like, <laughs> like her own kids. <laughs> we had agreed that we would meet up at like 5 p.m. And we ended up arriving at like 11 p.m. <laughs> and still she heated dinner for us. You know, Joy's younger sister, Melody, also like joined us for dinner. And we just kept on talking and laughing to like two in the morning. And then like the next morning, because, you know, arriving late wasn't enough, we aesthetically ruined her cheeses because we have no cheese cutting ability whatsoever. <laughs> it's like we had one job, you know, after asking like, how can we help? How can we help? I'm preparing breakfast. She gave us the cheeses and we're like, Oh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> yeah, but we're we're very honored that the Joaquim household was like our last stop in Texas. They were happy to have you. And we are pretty much anyone's last stop in Texas. So it's very close to Louisiana. <laughs> anyway, back to the eldest Joaquim daughter. Uh, <laughs> so tell me about the name of your podcast. Why did you end up choosing We're Not Running for Office? So yeah, we are literally not running for office. We are speaking about everything freely, openly. We're not worrying about any sort of future political campaign. Uh, that being said, uh, we don't condone the current political reality, which is that most politicians choose not to give the full truth due to some ulterior motive. The purpose of the podcast is not self-serving. We don't plan on getting support for any specific reason. Uh, we're also not saying that anything we discuss on the podcast is how people should be or act. We are just sharing ideas and information, uh, what our generation's thinking, what other generations are thinking, what people are curious about. Yeah, maybe what people wish they knew about when they were younger. Maybe one day we'll have a political candidate on here. Who knows? Uh, but we're committed to providing this, uh, you know, authentic, open, honest content. And this will always be an intentional learning and knowledge sharing community. I will say, this is the community guidelines part. I wish I didn't have to say this, but just because I am part of several communities, uh, anything that is said on the podcast doesn't represent the beliefs of those communities. For example, if I say, I really like making soap and here's my podcast on how to make your soap at home, it does not mean that that's something that all Arab families do or that American women in their 20s are doing, you know, etc. Yeah, as a Lebanese woman, I can assure you making soap is not a Lebanese thing. <laughs> like not even my teta knows how to make soap. I'm not saying that, you know, everyone does it. Like, I'm sure that some Lebanese people know, but yeah, it's definitely not a Lebanese thing. Yeah, and I mean, that's a very innocent example, but uh, truly there will be topics that address politics and religion, and it needs to remain clear that I myself am responsible for what's shared on the podcast and any facts or opinions uh, shouldn't be assigned to any identity groups. Uh, so thank you in advance for uh, adhering to this community guideline. Uh, that being said, I think there's a lot of pressure when you start something new for it to be perfect. And uh, I'm just I'm so excited for this project to evolve over time and grow, uh, you know, in this learning and storytelling community. Okay, so you have told us about the background of the podcast, the logo, the name. You've told us a lot about yourself. Uh, so tell us what to expect. Like, what will the first, second, third episodes be like? What topics do you plan on tackling? Uh, yeah, we gotta, we gotta entice people to come back. So we're definitely gonna talk about regenerative agriculture today and tomorrow, you know, the past, what have we been doing? What do we know is wrong? What can we expect moving forward in this space? We're gonna talk about gut microbiomes. Uh, what do we know? And like, what can we do at home to take care of our gut microbiomes? Decolonial liberation. So it's 2022. We are, you know, many nations are now like 
I don't want to say past colonialism, you know, we, we definitely have these effects today, but we're going to talk about what our communities face as a result, how they can thrive and, you know, be free. Definitely, we're going to do some cosmetic chemistry literacy, talking about, you know, when you go to the store and you buy your shampoo and conditioner, you see the long ingredient list, like some basic tools for how to read what's in your product and how it's affecting you. This is more than just a few, but this is the last one, I promise. We're definitely going to talk about rest. Why does it feel so radical? How do we do it in this, you know, late stage capitalism that we are living in, in the U.S.? That being said, we will have guests from other countries. This isn't going to be like a super U.S.-focused podcast. Everyone's going to share what they know from their perspective. Uh, so yeah, and really excited to you know close us out here today and kick us off in 2023 with our first few episodes. I want to say special thanks to Mari for making our logo and setting us up to be successful here. Thanks, Mari Austin, uh, Ali Darwish, who composed our music, uh, and Sabine for being our very first guest and my very oldest best friend. So thank you all so much. Uh, welcome to We're Not Running for Office, and uh, we will see you in 2023. Uh, I love it. <laughs> and thank you so much, Anjad, for having me. I, I love being your first guest, and this was really fun. <laughs>